So, Dad, it's been a while since we've done MassCast. Where, where have we been doing the last few months? Have we been a duping and a wondering? No, I think what we've been doing is you've been out chasing your dream, Rick, of your career. Because, you know, everybody's been busting my butt about why we haven't had the MassCast out. And I said, just call, call my son, Ricky. Ask him. You know, he's the one out here doing all this stuff, interviewing Hank Aaron, interviewing Joe, John Smoltz and all these cats with the Atlanta Braves. And I'm just kind of, I've been kind of spit out, spit out to the, but out to the curb, I guess you'd say. And that's that's just what I tell folks. <clears throat> when in doubt, blame Ricky. Hold on to your butts. It's the mast cast. Well, a new season is upon us. The mast cast has returned. Yes, I do apologize for us kind of uh, not not being around for the end of last cup season my my schedule got quite busy the braves made the postseason and then we launched the official podcast of the atlanta braves behind the braves uh and that that kept me quite busy it's had me on the road and i've been also doing a lot of other off-season work uh, baseball off-season work and listen it's mostly my fault but it's you've been a little bit busy yourself too so uh yeah. but we're, we're back mass is back for the 2019 season and we're going to try to get on a little bit better schedule this year, find a time to actually actually make this thing happen every week, as we did for most of last season. So, Dad, and you know what yeah. You know what I equate it to, Ricky? What's that? I equate it to, and I didn't realize this, but we it, it's kind of like a Reese cup or okay. maybe, a, maybe a Snickers bar, but I go with Reese cups. You, you live your life, and all of a sudden you come across something you really love and like. And, and I, the reason I say Reese cup, I just saw a commercial for Reese cups. You know, it's probably the best candy bar. It's the best selling candy bar, I think, in the country. It should be. And it should be. And people eat those things. It, it, it would be, Mascast is like a Reese cup. And I didn't realize this. We, we created a monster here. And it would be like when Mascast was down there for a couple months, it'd be like taking your Reese cups away from people. I mean, people got upset. You, you think about taking Reese cups away and, and the revolt we'd have in this country. Well, that's kind of on a smaller scale what happened with MassCast. And I, I saw it on Twitter and I saw it on all the social media. Everybody's clamoring, wanting to know where MassCast is. And I'm like, man, we've taken the Reese cup away. We have to provide for these folks. You know, if nothing else, just a, just a service for, for mankind. That's, I, that's I agree. I and, and you know what? To your point, not only should we not take Reese cups away, we ought to be doing what Reese what Reese's company does and that's literally I was thinking about this the other day because when I got one of those uh, Reese's uh, outrageous bars I don't know if you've had oh, one yeah, of those they're good ones. Oh, yeah, yeah with, they're the, good with the uh, the pieces inside and, the, yeah, and caramel yeah. and all that yeah. yeah literally they can just they can just throw together anything as long as it's got their peanut butter and chocolate in it and they can just yep. mix it up and it's always going to be good they're always finding new ways to expand my favorite to be honest with you is the uh, well, right now we're in the, let's see, we just got past Valentine's Day, thank God, uh, and it's uh, the re- the eggs season, right? You know, the eggs, the big eggs? I do, yes. You know, Valentine's yeah. Day, it's the hearts, Christmas, it's the trees, uh, what is it, what's the other one? Halloween, they got the pumpkins. It's all the same thing, though. They got nutrageous also now, too. Oh, I don't like a, I don't like a, yeah, I don't, I'm not a, outrageous. I'm not a guy, but see, you know what I do? What I do like is the, uh, just the, 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 the king size Reese cups with the Reese's pieces inside of them. You had those. I have, oh, I God, have so good. See, that's what we need so, to be doing. We need to be expanding, not, not taking away, but expanding. That's what we ought to be our, doing. Our, fan, our fans are clamoring for it. You know, I'll leave it to the marketing department. The marketing department is you. 
Yeah, that's true. Well, we just did a three-minute live read for free for Reese's Cups. It's really their whole yeah. brand and their whole company, minus those, those crappy nut nutrageous things. So they ought to be sponsoring us by now. At the very least, actually, if they sent us some free stuff, that would that would be good enough for me. To be that would damn sure be good enough for me. <laughs> yes, sir. I remember. What was it back in? Who was it in the 90s that first got sponsored by? I want to say it was Mark Martin and Bush Series or something. Somebody in the Bush series, maybe it was Dale Jr. I don't know. Somebody in the Bush series got sponsored by Reese's, and I remember being jealous of that. Well, it all started with us, with Goo Goo Cluster uh, sponsoring Tommy Ellis. Ah, uh, that's in right. The Bush series, remember? I, I never even heard of a Goo Goo Cluster. Till it, and what they did, they, they made it a habit. They would bring those things to the racetrack and give them to all the teams, right? And that was in the in the mid-'80s. And to this day, I still have to go to Cracker Barrel to buy me daggum Goo Goo Clusters. That's, that's the only place I can find them. That's the only place I see them anymore. I, you know, I've never had. What is a Goo Goo Cluster? What's in a Goo it, Goo Cluster? I, I don't. I don't know, but it's good. Oh, you know, just, it's it, good. Just a yeah. bunch of goo, and it's clustered up. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's pretty good stuff. That and then uh, I remember uh, when Bobby Labonte was spon- in the Bush Series, was sponsored by Slim Jims. I was notorious as a kid for popping over there because they were always giving out free Slim Jims. So I would get free Slim Jims from there. I don't believe did they ever. They did, also they also had Penrose sausages. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, the, hot, yeah. the hot sausages, which I love those dudes before they got into racing. Yeah. And now they're not even. Now they're not even on the market. You you know you, well they got well. Let me take that back. You know, you always used to get the jar of hot sausages, mm-hmm. right? Now they don't. They they're not available anymore. I went looking on the internet one time and you found out it wasn't available. But you could buy them individually packed. You know when you go right through the cash register. Hmm. But that that's not the same as those things juicy in the jar. Yeah, you're right. I did. Uh, did did. Uh, speaking of, since we're in that era of Bush Grand National Racing, did you ever did did Steve Grissom's team? Did they ever have samples of the Big yes, Mama meats? They did. Yeah? They did Big Mamas. Yeah, and they're still out there. The Big Mamas. I think that's what I'm talking about. The Big Mamas. That's I, what's packed out there I now. I think I just yeah. saw somewhere the other day uh, here in Atlanta. I feel like I just saw uh, Big Mama something in the store big mama's like pickled sausage or something that's like it. that that's, yeah. that's it it's the same deal yeah it's the same deal but nothing nothing they're good but nothing compares to the original penrose hot sausages in the big jar that's those are that's the deal huh that's the Reese cups of the pickled sausage world is the penrose so it well it was and 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 it, we, when i was a teenager there a local drive-in here they had them and we'd always i would always get two cheeseburgers a fry and two hot sausages and a popcorn and a drink that's what I always get for supper at that place, and then huh. they, they they went away, man. They went away. Huh. A lot of good. I tell you, a lot of good stuff used to get out of the race teams, man. They'd give us all kinds of stuff, you know, all through the years. I know. You remember now? Don't, I don't want to disparage. You know the tip. Go ahead, but you know the tipping point, Ricky. What's that? The tipping point for all that is when finally, and and we would get all that stuff, man. Whoever the sponsors were on different teams through the Bush Series and through the Cup Series, you know, they'd come load our truck up with their stuff, right? And we would. We would load other trucks up with stuff. We'd load them up when I was with Skull, with Skull, then with Hooters. Well, we didn't load them up with Hooters, but we'd give them discounts for wings at the restaurants. But the tipping point, in my mind, really came when Viagra came with Mark Martin. Mm. That was kind of that was kind of, that was kind of the pinnacle when that happened. That was kind of the pinnacle. Yeah, I remember that uh, when when they first came into the sport. I want to say Viagra was actually with. Um, with this different team before they were with Mark. It was like the 27 yeah, the car. Ill, yeah, the Ill, 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 Ill River yeah. Racing team with Barry Dotson. Sure ah, that's that right. Started with. Because yeah. I remember yeah. back when they had the uh, Winston Cup preview down in uh, Winston-Salem where, where Wake Forest plays basketball. I can't think of it. Was it Lawrence Joel? Coliseum, whatever yeah, it is. Y'all know what, right. y'all know, y'all right. know what I'm talking about out there. That's right. Um, that's right. I remember I, that was the one year, I think the one time I actually went to, to uh, the preview with you. 
and which was a lot of fun. That was a cool deal. Um, uh, but that the, the pictures that were being taken around the Viagra car its first year, because they have all the show cars in there. Every team has a show car in there with their new paint scheme and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the photo ops next to the Viagra, it, it was a popular car to have your photo taken next to. I'll say that when some people well, were making some funny faces and some funny, uh, motions with their hands and whatnot around the car. It was, it was a popular, I mean, that was, that was the place you had to get your, I don't believe I got my picture taken there, but a lot of people I, did. I can tell you this, to the race fans out there listening to MassCast, you cannot imagine, and believe, well, you probably could imagine. The number, the, the the amount of fun we in the garage area had with that sponsor for a long time. Now the novelty finally wore off after a few months, but for the first few months it was it was the most talked about thing in the garage area amongst all the people in the garage area. It was all it was all fun and jokes. So, but anyhow, anyhow, that was it was a good one. Yeah, as long as the novel only the novelty wore off. Am I right? Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, all right. All right, we, let's see. Where should we get started? Well, we've got a new season. I'm honestly, you know, usually when you and I sit down and do this, I'll have a few points written down or topics or whatever. But I, for this, I mean, it's a new season. The 500 is coming up. As we're sitting here recording this, it'll, 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 uh, the 500 is happening tomorrow. So I'm just curious, what are you, uh, is there anything you're most looking forward to watching this season or that you're maybe a better way of putting it is that you're most interested to watch this season? Well, I think the biggest thing, you know, without a doubt, it's a new rules package. You know, I mean, it, 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 you know, they're, they're, they're getting themselves geared up for 2020 or whenever it is, 21, whatever the new car comes with all the different changes they're going to make in the sport. And, uh, you know, we've been hearing rumors, uh, in the last couple of months with the new president, uh, with Jim France taking over, we've been hearing rumors about what, what might happen with scheduling, you know, and, and, and length of races and, and the dates and, and times of races. They're talking, Shortening stuff, adding stuff. They're talking about midweek stuff. They're talking about more road course stuff, more short track stuff, uh, the different car. Uh, I think we're, what we're going through this year, what we're going to go through this year is going to kind of be geared up towards that. And, you know, if this rules package that come out with works, you know, it's, it's, it'll be pretty cool. If it don't work, they'll have to revert back, you know. So that, to me, that's the biggest thing that's going on right now is what, you know, what what's going to happen at the end of the day when the, when the dust settles with this new rule package. And, you know, you have your you have your regular naysayers out there, and uh, and if you get on social media. And by the way, I did a podcast with uh, Scene Vault this week. I'm not sure when that thing drops when it comes out, but anyhow, I was telling them we got on the social media thing a little bit, and you know all the negativity going on around with fans and all. And and I told him, I said, you know, I remember back in the '70s when I was little little dude. We, we didn't, it was way before Winston Cup scene, Winston Cup Illustrated, way before all the big publications. There's a couple little small publications that you, you could subscribe to would come once a week. And one of them was like Southern Motorsports Journal, I think it was called. And it was Hal Hamrick had one. And it was a little, it was a little flyer paper, maybe, I don't know, it might be, it might have been eight pages at most. But anyhow, at the front of the page on the left, when you'd open up the page on the left, there was always letters to the editor. And I can remember reading, I can remember reading these letters. And, you know, they'd have, they would print seven or eight letters each edition. And I remember thinking, golly, and now looking back on it, I'm thinking, you know what? That's the same friggin' stuff. I remember those guys writing in those letters, the same stuff that I see on social media today. You know, it's like, you know, really it's, it's, it's not, maybe it's not any different than it used to be, but now all these fans have a platform to get their views out and just fuss and whine and complain about things because, 
it was always it was always somebody cheating. It was always NASCAR is not good, and they, they changed the rules. I can remember these letters and, and, and people fussing. I'm telling you now, this is in the 70s. Different teams cheating. That's how they win. NASCAR sets things up for the races. NASCAR does this and that wrong, and on and on and on. And I remember, and I'm just sitting here thinking, here we are 50 years later, and it's the exact same thing going on. It's just an interest in the sport that people like to complain. The only difference is now we got the, all these people have an outlet. So you, you, you just see it. You just see it so much more. And the reason I'm saying that is because the rules package, everybody's people, fans fussing about it. And, you know, when this thing starts, if, if it doesn't work out, you know, we're going to really, we're going to really catch hell on social media about the rules package. But on the same token, when things go good, people can really, can really boast his, boost the sport and boast for the sport, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, with the social media. Well, to that end, I don't know if you saw this, but um, uh, Ryan McGee, who, if, which if you're not following as a NASCAR fan or college sports <laughs> fan or just as a fan, you ought to be following. Agreed. Um, and I know Ryan, I think, sometimes listens to MassCast, so uh, just another shout-out to him there. But he put out a great article. I think it came out yesterday or the day before on ESPN, and the, t- the title is, At Daytona, NASCAR's True Fans Are Tired of All the Complaining. And, you know, I don't know if you saw it, Dad, but it was kind of cool. I did. You did. Okay. I did. Really good. Yeah. Really good, right? Yes. He went and interviewed some long time, like some, some four decades long NASCAR fans who were there before the boom, during the boom, and, and now kind of after the boom of NASCAR in the, in the 90s and whatnot. And that's really good. I just highly recommend that. I don't want to go through the whole thing or spoil it. I just highly recommend it because it, it was it was kind of warm the heart a little bit to see there's there's some true fans there that are just kind of tired of all the complaining and don't get me wrong there's been stuff over the last decade or two that i think's worth complaining about i I still see some things on social media that people are complaining about that i think are that are are worthy complaints but i do feel like overall we've kind of maybe uh, you can correct me if you think i'm wrong on this i feel like we've kind of hit the already hit the low point of of the, the quote-unquote decline of NASCAR. And I kind of feel like, even if we can't see it yet, I kind of feel like we're on, we're heading, trending up. We're kind of heading right back in the right direction. I think a big part of that is the kind of the change in leadership at the top. And then, you know, you mentioned Jim France, and then, oh, I'm having a brain fart here, Dad. Uh, Steve uh, uh, Phelps? Phelps, yes. Yes, okay, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I haven't had a brain fart there. Uh, some of his comments here recently and the things that he's been saying publicly and saying that, you know, what was the one quote he had the other day about, you know, we we kind of lost our way. We lost our way. You yes. know, with, with, with kind of not deserting but just not paying attention to anymore. I'm paraphrasing now, but paying attention to kind of the, the diehard fans and the core fans of the sport and some of the core values, I guess you could say. That's right. So those statements and, and you know, and then I, I watched um, – uh, coffee with Kyle, Kyle Petty's deal there that he does with, with different people in NASCAR where he was talking with uh, Mike Helton and about having to make the announcement after Dale Sr. passed away and all that. But but they were also kind of talking about where the sport is now, and he, Mike Helton said something to the, the effect of how glad he was that he was able to be there or in the sport, involved with the sport in the boom of the 80s and 90s, and that he loved the 80s and 90s and that how great it was and how incredible it was and that he absolutely loved everything about it. But – we can't. You can't just recreate the '80s and '90s, and you're not going to. It's you've got to look forward now. And yes, there's no doubt that we need to make some changes and and get back to our roots a little bit. But it's not ever going to be '80s and '90s. Those days are over with. That was a fantastic era. But and it's not that we can't be fantastic again. But we can't just all say, okay, it's got to be exactly like it was then, because it's not. You're never gonna. You're never gonna replicate that. It's like me. 
you know me. I love music. I've spent half my off season going to, to rock concerts and country concerts all over the place. That's my thing, right? There's nothing better to me than like that 70s classic rock and then Metallica in the 80s, that kind of thing. I I would love, if I had a time machine, I'd love to go back in the 70s and just go see Zeppelin in their prime and Leonard Skinner before the plane crash and Thin Lizzy and all these bands. And I'd love for the, to have that type of music make a comeback, but even if it does, it just it's not going to be the same. It can't be the same. It's got to be somewhat different. You've got to be thinking forward, and I think that's kind of what, hopefully, I think that's what the NASCAR leadership is is gearing towards is making the right changes to usher in a new awesome era. May, it won't be like the 80s and 90s, but it'll be a, a new, cool, like a, just a different version, a different time, and a, a more more fun time. I, I think that, uh, I don't know, I think that's where we're headed. I'm, I'm really looking forward. I think I think you touched on it too. 2019 is kind of going to be a, not a primer year, but it's kind of the lead up to to the bit, to the some of the real big changes that they're going to be making. Both You mentioned the cars. The schedule is the one that I'm really looking towards. Um towards happening and and uh and hopefully reducing some costs for these teams too i don't know that's a whole another separate thing i think that's one thing that really needs to, to come into play but but i don't know i feel like you're on the right path i think you're right there we're heading towards uh we're heading towards a new era a new fun era of nascar well you know the other thing and you mentioned that i was going to mention ryan mcgee's article uh and and the reason i was going to do that you know me and my take on on journalists in our sport and what's been going on i've I just you know, and I read, I read, I try to keep up with everything. I try to read everything that's written, everything that's said, uh, the, with the, the time allows. So, you know, I've been, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've just been waiting for so long for somebody to, to come out with a positive article about our sport, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know that. We've talked about that. And um, when I read that, I'm like, all right, dude, I'm going to give you kudos. There's honestly the first positive uh, uh, story that I've heard written by an independent journalist about our sport in the longest time, right? I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna this, and it, it got me thinking. I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm just gonna pay attention like I always do, but I'm gonna really try to focus in on this year and and see and, and and listen and watch and and find the ones that really truly want our sport to succeed uh, above the negative stuff and, and and really try to help promote our sport. Because again, I go back to this. We we beat a dead horse on this thing on MassCast, but <clears throat> you know, I come through the era with the Steve Wades and the the, the Tom Higginses, David Pools. You know, those guys. They get the story out there, and they give you all the. Uh, they give you every side of it, right? They give you the good and the bad of what went on. They didn't bury anything. They didn't hide anything. In fact, those guys were probably well. I'm not going to say better, but they were very good at investigating stuff and getting to the bottom line of all these stories. But when they put the story out, it, it would all be out there for everybody to read. But it wasn't always written as a negative slant. You know, it, it, you, 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 when you, a good journalist knows this. When you when you write a story, no matter what's going on, you can slant that story whichever way you want to slant it. You know, and and guys that are very very good at what they do do that often. They're able to take a story and and and, and word it. Uh, to where you, you're learning everything that's going on, but when, you, when you're done with the story, you really feel bad about everything or you really feel good about everything, no matter what the story is. <clears throat> so, you know, it, to me, it was like McGee made the first, he was the first one. And, and, and we talked for the next five years or 10 years on MassCast when this thing gets going good again, I'm going to always bring up McGee. For me, anyhow, I'm sure there's other stories that I missed, but him doing a positive story. So that's the one thing I want to keep, 
keep an eye on if we're <clears throat> NASCAR is doing these things, France is doing these things, you know, trying to make it better on, on, on the racetrack, the competition. Let's all right, guys, let's 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 give these people some let's give them their let's give them their due. Let's 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 talk good about it. You know, and you don't have to be on a NASCAR payroll or whatever to just sit there and purposely write good stuff about it. You know, independent journalists is where, it's, where this stuff comes from, and that that's the guys I'm targeting on this. Targeting on this, mm-hmm. I guess you'd say. Yeah, you know, I think uh, maybe, and I'm I'm kind of thinking in that same mindset, but not so much with the uh, the journalist part. But I'm just trying to I'm going to try to start focusing more on just the good stuff too. I feel like yeah, we yeah. especially even on here, even when we weren't trying to last year on Masscast, we ended up focusing on the, know, bad, stuff. the bad stuff and the yes, negative stuff yes. and what needs to, what should change instead of maybe focusing on some of the good things that were happening yeah. and like. All right, I'll give you one. This is a small, just a little small example that I thought was kind of cool last night watching the truck race from Daytona. Because uh, that was a – first of all, that race was pretty entertaining. Now, I, you know, you can say what you want about the, the carnage and, the, and whatnot, but either way, if you slice it, it was still entertaining. But one little thing I was having fun with was um, uh, Eric Jones, that Jones boy. He had some – well, just the tweets in general during last night's race. And I was, I was jumping in there with a couple tweets also, just having some fun with the stuff that was going on there. Uh, but seeing Eric Jones, who, some of his tweets were really, really funny during the race last night and seeing other guy like seeing other drivers and other series just weighing in and kind of having fun with what was going on like to me it was kind of cool because it's like all right i'm seeing some of these guys personalities here like it's they're 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 online they're mixing it up and they're having some fun with everything i liked uh chase elliott's comment the other night after the duels about uh you know he was stepping out of line, you know, trying to make something happen. He's like, oh, "That's whatever. I'm going to do it because if you know, try to give these people oh, yeah. a good yeah. show, you know, that kind of yeah. like that kind of stuff." Was like, "All right, I like that. I want to see, see, see more of that." Of course, y'all know if y'all listened to Masscast last year, you know how much I love Bubba and uh, Young Ryan Blaney. You know, I'm a big fan of those guys, and I'm still I enjoy following along with them. So I'm kind of like, you know, I feel like we're in a we're in a good place. I really do with, with the young stars of the sport. And then the current guys, you got the, the current horses that are there too, the Harvick's Kyle Bush's, the, uh, Truex, uh, I, Jimmy Johnson, you know, he's got a lot to prove. I think now without Chad Canales, I feel there's so many different storylines. There's the different groups of guys. And, and I just feel like we're in a, I feel like we're in a really good place. You know, I feel like yeah. they're, they're heading in the right direction. I I, yeah. want, I wanted to touch go back a little bit on something because you mentioned the rules packages. I do think on the track that's the most and that's the biggest thing we'll be watching this year. Um, I would have to. I know we talked about it on MassCast last year after the All Star race when they when they kind of tried that that package out. Uh, I don't remember exactly you know what your thoughts on it were. I remember at the time thinking that you know it was different. But thinking that I really liked it, that I thought it was kind of more entertaining, and I understood if drivers maybe didn't didn't like it and they felt like it was watered down. But I felt like as a fan, it was it was pretty entertaining. What were your do you remember what were your thoughts on that package, the All Star Race last well, year? Well, I, I was really reserved in judgment. I watched it, and I, 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 you know, I had a couple of friends of ours that, and you know him, that went to that race and watched the race. And he told me, he said, Rick, when he got back, he said, Rick, that's the first race ever in my life, and this dude's been to a lot of them. He said, when they, when they dropped the green flag, I stood up. He said, I sat down when the race was over. And he said, everybody in the grandstands around us stood up the whole race. So that told me that, 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 that it sparks, it sparked, it sparked something in their fans. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it raised up an interest level in the fans. 
And and he was telling me that, you know, all around him, everybody was excited. Everybody stood up and watched the whole thing. Well, you can't do that for 500 miles, of course. But if the, if it did that, then, you know, this is something we need to pursue, I guess. And that's what NASCAR has done. That's basically what they did. If, if I had two fans that I know that told me that story, then NASCAR knows the fan reaction they got from that race. And that's what's really, in my mind, I, I, without talking to anybody, I would think that's what's driving driving all right that's that's what drove this rules package to come in into play now you know we'll have to watch and see as to how it plays out you know but but i i guarantee you that's what drove this and you know again it's a different world i mean people talk about the old times and all that but you know i remember a lot of races you know be five of us on the lead lap you know and, and, and things like that going on and now you know with the way things are the the newer generation they want they want fast excitement all the time you know they want to a lot of them don't want to strategize. The old times do. But, you know, i tell you another thing. You asked me what I was watching for this year. The other thing that I think would help our sport tremendously, and somebody's going to fill this role, and I don't know who it's going to be. I have no idea. But somebody, we need, we need a couple, we need two or three, how can I say this, mega superstar heroes, Ricky. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure who going to fill that void we have guys that can do that it's just a matter if they do it or not right i mean you know we go back you know who's our next jeff gordon who's our Earnhardt? And, and those guys you know you talk about Earnhardt and gordon and being superstars and you know exploding the sport even if you go back to richard petty and guys before that it was all in a time period different drivers came along in different time periods that elevated the sport <clears throat> the deal that the deal that helped Earnhardt and gordon so much in my mind was because I was there, <clears throat> excuse me, was those guys battling each other. You had Zillions Earnhardt fans and here come little Gordon from California, not from the South. And he was an outsider and all the fans hated Gordon. But when it was all said and done, those two guys racing each other just helped send this sport through the status stratosphere that, 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 that on track deal with those two personalities really drove our sport. And, it's it's those types of things along with the the competition on the racetrack I think that'll that'll drive a sport forward. I was just watching uh, qualifying a little bit ago for the Xfinity race. Is it still Xfinity by the way? Pretty sure it is. Yeah, <clears throat> as far okay, as I know. But yeah, our buddy that runs the Xfinity Twitter account he'll he'll set us straight, right? <laughs> he will. Yeah, Brian will. Uh, uh, yeah, Brian will, he, he's going to take care of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll he'll chastise me for not knowing they're saying that. But anyhow, you know, I was just watching it and I saw. Uh, the little, the latest, the little Earnhardt dude qualified second. Jeffrey, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeff. And he's got his, you know, his first deal, really a good deal now, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the Gibbs race team. I was sitting there watching this guy with the big, big old beard and gruff looking and smiling and talking. And I'm thinking, you know, if this guy could become a superstar, you know, of course the name, the name makes a lot, you know, the name means a lot. Jeff, Jeff Earnhardt, of course. But with his demeanor, because I've kind of followed him and watched him his, his whole career when he started and the way he carries himself and conducts himself, if this guy somehow could become a prolific winner, you know, and, and get in a cup, cup deal and become a superstar, he would, he would be the type, I think, that could really, you know, bring it along. And then you have like a Harrison Burton come along, mm-hmm. you know. You've got, man, I'm sliding some people here, you know, even Ward's boy, you know, and then – uh you know, I don't know. You get somebody like the, the short track king, the Bubba, Bubba Pollard guy, right? Mm-hmm. Get get two or three or four of those guys in the mix, right? And let them become prolific winners. And and you know, you've got you've got that 
you've kind of got that that original type throwback type of person right, right? yeah and, i think and, and to your point about like earnhardt and uh and gordon and by the way i'm still i'm mad i forgot to i wasn't around to watch the the fox special they did the other night on their rivalry so i'm gonna i, I don't know when that comes on again or if it's on demand i need to go back and watch it i did see the clip online of uh gordon uh going to the dale earnhardt statue and uh i guess it's in uh, Kannapolis, and that was that was really cool but I don't. I'm assuming they touched on this in that that special, but I, what part of what made that whole rivalry so good too is it was like it was scripted, because it was not only a rivalry of the old guy and the new young kid, but like personality wise, background wise, like what, how they were. They were just so. It was like it was like Days of Thunder almost kind of predicted Dale Earnhardt and um, and Jeff Gordon before it happened with with Rowdy Burns and Cole Trickle. You know, yep. it was like the. The Southern boy, hard nose, you know, kind of aggressive, North Carolina, and then here comes this kid, young kid from different background, California or Indiana, in in Jeff's case. But that kind of happened. So I don't know. And you know, to our point earlier, we we're saying you know we can't recreate the '90s. You can't recreate the Earnhardt Gordon rivalry, but you can have oh. you can have new rivalries that spring up. I mean, I felt like that was what was so exciting about that Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin deal at Martinsville and then following at Phoenix a couple seasons ago. You know, those kind of moments, those rivalries and those kind of things, are they're just awesome. They're interesting. It makes they you are. want to watch it. Yes. After yep. Martinsville, I could not wait for Phoenix to come around, and I wasn't disappointed yep. either because Chase got his revenge. I mean, it was, you know, and I don't mean that against Denny. I don't think against Denny. I just mean from a storyline perspective, it's like, yeah. okay, this guy wants revenge. Will he get it? And he did. So yep. if you have those kind of things happening, and I think you're right too. I was kind of thinking last night during the truck race, like for whatever reason, I kind of found myself rooting for. Uh, I was pulling for Harrison, and uh, I was kind of cool watching Harrison Burton and uh, the Gilland boy, Todd Gilland. Right. I was like, this is this. To me, it was just one of those moments. It was so cool. Like here's to the next generation of drivers and uh, of you know following their father's footsteps, and they're out there racing each other. And it was, it was so cool, and it, it reminded me of. Well, let's look at your era. You had uh, Davey Allison, Dale Jarrett, Kyle Petty. Uh, oh, God, who am I forgetting? Larry Pearson, of course, more in the Bush series. You had all these guys. So this isn't like a, a new thing. We are kind of doing it. I mean, it's, it's, you kind of got another generation coming along now like you kind of did then. Um, I know Michael yep. Waltrip is Daryl's brother, but there's enough of an age difference there that it was almost like the next generation of Waltrip coming along. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see. I was kind of uh, – I'm, oh, to your point about Jeff Earnhardt, I, don't, I just saw this a little bit ago. Have you seen his helmet that he's wearing today? I have not, Ricky. So they took a picture of Earnhardt Sr., of Dale Sr., riding a horse in his blue jeans without a shirt on, and they've painted this uh, that picture on the helmet. And I believe – I don't have it in front of me, but I believe it says just a goat riding his horse. Uh, I did see that. I did see you that. You did see it? I couldn't – yeah, because I couldn't figure out what I was looking at to start with. Okay. It's a little bit, of, it's a little bit abstract, but yeah. yeah, I did, I did see that. I thought yeah. that was really, really friggin' cool. And it does, it doesn't matter who. I mean, I, I, I threw those names out, and it, but it really doesn't matter. You, it, you know, in the nineties, we had, we had such a perfect storm. I mean, it started, in my opinion, it started with the Days of Thunder movie. Then everything through that decade kind of fed off, like you said, what happened in that movie, and it really was true. And people, people followed that storyline in those storylines for a decade, you know, and it, you know, that, I guess that's kind of what we need to get now going. And, and, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just thrilled and interested and can't wait to see what, what happens, you know, and, and, and who steps into those, who steps into these roles, you know, because 
you know, we've kind of we've kind of went away. We've always had that too. If you look back through the fifties, you look through the sixties, through the seventies, go back and read old trade publications, and and I, I remember some of that stuff being little, and and, and coming up through, and then that storyline was kind of always there. I mean, Allison's and the Pearson and Petty's and uh, even back before that, Curtis Turner and his fights with with uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway and Fireball Roberts and all that stuff. There's always these very neat, interesting storylines that we had in our sport, right? And in what's happened the last few years, the storyline of our sport has been the the, 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 the drop-off of popularity instead of the neat storylines that need to be centered on what goes on on the racetrack and watching these guys come along and, 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 and form rivalries and get a fan base excited, you know? And, and, and it's there. And I'll and I tell you, we have guys driving these race cars right now that can do that. We have guys that can be everything I'm telling you about. It's just that, you know, number one, the, 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 the sponsors, the corporate sponsors that, that, that make this thing go around, they have, to, they have to buy into it also. In other words, they cannot continue to give our drivers scripts to read when they're on TV, right? Right. <laughs> these guys have got have got to be themselves and I, you know, and get, I've got to know a few of these younger guys a little bit. And I'm telling you that there's some neat ass guys in this garage area now. It really is, but you don't, you know, it's not being projected to the public. And, you know, I, I think the people at NASCAR are smart enough to know that. Right. So there's a fine line. Of course, these guys have to walk, you know, how, how much of it, how much do I show my ass out here on TV and, how much will the sponsor put up with for the day? Listen, we ain't gonna sponsor you anymore, right? right. But, but you know, I, I think with everybody working together and everybody, you know, and everything's on the table. I can tell you this right now, Ricky. Everything is on the table right now, okay, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the future of our sport. Yeah, and I and I know this 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 popularity thing of drivers and rivalries. I know they understand that, and you know, they're I'm sure they're all working to try to try to achieve that. And I. You know, when that happens, man, it, you, you'll see it happening. When it happens, you're like, oh, okay, here we go again, right? And that's going to be so cool when it happens. It's just going to be cool. Yeah, and I, to your point about everything being on the table, I think that's a huge thing about what's got me excited too because I'm not – I mean, I you know, I talk, I feel like I talked a lot last season about what tracks I wish we could go to and, and all of that and just kind of pipe dream stuff. But now I'm kind of looking at like, I really believe everything is on the table and that's, that's great. I don't even, I'm not even sitting here like saying, okay, they should definitely try to do this and that. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love that idea of going back to Nashville. And and I think that hopefully that's something that's, that's going to happen, but I'm trying not to go too specific with my ideas and thoughts on it. I'm more just curious and anxious and excited to see kind of what they're, what all they're going to come up with. Cause I truly believe them when they say everything's on the table, like nothing's, Nothing's out. No, no idea is a bad idea here. At least if we're brainstorming in a room, right? You know, let's just everybody throw everything out there and let's see what we can come up with. So I think anytime you're doing that, and I think that's, I come at it from from my working in marketing side. Like it, what's cool, like even when I my work with with the Braves and Major League Baseball, sometimes we'll we'll have like ten of us from marketing and and various people in a room, and it's like, okay, here is what we're trying to come up with. You know, we we need a we need a new campaign for this thing next season. No, it just, all right, somebody's got the computer and it's being projected on the board. Let's just start firing out ideas and let's see what we can come up with. We got an hour. And that's kind of, I feel like that is in a, that's a very, very miniature version of what I feel like NASCAR is trying to do here. But it's like, okay, yeah. let's get together. Let's, let's all collaborate here. Let's brainstorm. Everybody bring your ideas 
and then let's figure out where we go from here. One other thing, too, and we probably talked about this last year. One thing I think people don't – again, to like what Mike Hutton said, the 80s and 90s were awesome. It was great. It was – I always – I always have this image in my mind of, like, it amazed me, like, in the late 90s. It felt like we would show up to Dover, Delaware for the second time in a year, and they've built another 20,000 grandstands. It's like, my God, how many people can come to Dover, Delaware twice a year for race? It was amazing. That was – we're never going to – as far as the grandstands and all that kind of stuff, we're never going to get to that level of of grandstands, like, in-person attendance again, I don't think. So I think we need to get that out of our minds, that every race has to have 100,000 people at it. That's just not – that's not realistic. It's not feasible. It happened during a time when the sport was ultra, ultra popular. I think you've even said it before. It was kind of, it kind of became a fad as far as American entertainment goes. So a lot of people that were never going to stick with it or be long-term sports or long-term fans of the sport, they were interested in that in it for that time. But then eventually their interest went elsewhere. It faded. I I, I would like to focus less a little on the you know, empty grandstands or even the, the reduction of grandstands. I don't think that that's the – I think we need to stop focusing on that a little bit, you know. I think that that let's not worry too much about that. We're never going to get back to that crazy attendance we had in the late 90s. Let's just focus on the, the sport, the product itself, making it better, making it better for the TV fans and making people want to come out when it's in a, in a track near their, their city or where they live. If we focus on those things – and again, focus on the positive things here and the good things that are happening and the good personalities, then I think we'll be okay. Who knows how it all goes and where it all ends up, but I think we'll be okay. Well, you know, to, to your point, uh, i tell you one of the things that, that, that this whole thing has done is it's made and going to be making the fan experience better than it's ever been at these racetracks, right? There's no doubt. It, it, what fans are in for and coming up with these 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 venues, the stuff they're going to be able to do, they've never been able to do before. These tracks and and I'm I'm basing this off of our buddy Dennis Dennis Bickmeyer, mm-hmm. the president of Richmond Raceway, and what they've done down down there for the fans. Okay, Daytona did it when they did a lot of their stuff. You know that experience thing. Well, I, and I can say this because I'm involved a little bit with Dennis and Richmond and what they're doing. I, I, we talk a little bit, and he's always telling me his plans and what he wants to do. And his his number one thing is about trying to make the fan experience great. Trying to make if you buy a ticket and go to his racetrack, you know, when you leave, you know, not only have you seen a, hopefully a great race, which NASCAR's in charge of, but the experience of being a fan of being at the racetrack uh, is is just something that it's it's going to be better than it's ever been. There's there's no doubt about that. Uh, it's just you know, that, that's one of the benefits, I think, uh, that's come out of all this. Mm-hmm. I mean, and one more thing about the rules package, because I'm just sitting here looking at the at the schedule. All right, now, it's, it's, it's I'm okay, yeah, and again, we're trying to focus on the positive here, but if people want to be skeptical of it, you know, that's fine, I get it, it's a new thing, and maybe they just, they don't like it and won't like it, and I, I'm okay with that, you know, that that's fine. But let's just say... That from the fans' perspective, overall, the majority of them, it creates a, a race and a style that they really like and enjoy, um, and that, it, that that it's successful, right? So we leave Daytona this Sunday, and then we come right here, right here to my stomping grounds in Atlanta. You go to Atlanta and Las Vegas, and suddenly, if that rules package works and makes the races more exciting overall, then I mean that right now, just to see how it goes, has me excited about Atlanta and Vegas already, but. If it does work like they hope it works, then suddenly you don't you you got a, you got a whole lot of less people like me out here griping and complaining about mile and a half and two mile boring races. I'll say that, and right. and 
if it does work, you got Daytona 500, that's going to be exciting no matter what. You know that. If it works and you got Atlanta and Vegas, that'll be fun. Then you go to Phoenix, which is always good. California, does the rules package work there? Then you start the short tracks. I mean, it's 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 a big deal. I'm not. I don't want to sit here and hang everything that the entire future of NASCAR on it. But I'm very excited and curious to see how it goes because I was I was excited to see. I, I I enjoyed it at the All Star race, and I know some people on Twitter are probably going to hate me for that, but I did. I enjoyed it, and I understand that it's probably not what drivers are used to, and maybe they think it's not the. It's a bit you know, of a watered down product, but if if they're all more equal, it's it's it's. It's you know I was kind of thinking it's, it reminded me a little bit of like a like an old IROC race. I talked a little bit about IROC on the I was a guest on the PETM uh, podcast this week, which those guys are always fun. Make sure you check them out. And I was talking a little bit about back in the '90s the IROC races. I don't really remember much about them when they kind of faded out in the 2000s. In the '90s, a lot of those IROC races were kind of fun, and they were all kind of bunched up. To be honest with you, yeah, they were good. And in fact, if you if you listen to Mark, Mark, that was that's some of Mark Martin's fondest memories. Uh, his accomplishments is winning those IROC races. He loved that, you know, but, <clears throat> and yeah, it's all about water cooler, Monday morning, water cooler talk, whatever it takes to get, to get people talking about it on Monday morning when they go to work, man, that's what it's all about because these people that go to our racetracks, they work with other people. And, and when they come in and work on Monday, they say, did you see that race yesterday? Yeah. Well, man, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming to Kansas in three weeks. I'm going to go. Right. Mm-hmm. And that word kind of spreads around and that's what creates that. But you got to create that conversation. You know, whatever it might, whatever it might be. And, and again, on a little sidebar, going back to Richmond, the, the, the innovations and the stuff they did to the infield with the fan interaction and all that, I happened to be in the suite at Richmond, the last race. And I'm not going to say who, but I just say probably don't get much higher in the NASCAR hierarchy than this person is that I'm getting ready to tell you. I overheard this person telling, uh, another person that, they hadn't. They, that's the first time they had visited Richmond, and of course Richmond just finished it. But they hadn't seen. They knew about it, but they hadn't seen it. They visited, it, walked through there, and looked at all of it, and it was up there. And I happened over here with a conversation. This person telling another person, "This is absolutely amazing. This needs to be implemented, implemented at all of our tracks for our fans. This is all about our fans, and I just love what's going, what I just saw, and what we need to be doing for our fans. Right? Mm-hmm. So. And I'm, I'm, again, I'm not going to tell you names. I'm just going to tell you, you don't get much higher than this person. And this person is very involved in the sport. And that's the mindset from the very top of the sport. I, it, it really, I, I guess what I'm trying to say, it, it, it's pleased me so much to hear that from this person that, that uh, maybe sometimes people, I don't know. But anyhow, I'm just saying it, mm-hmm. it, 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 that's the mindset at the top of this sport. The, these people thinking about our fans and just the reaction, their action she had, or the reaction the person had was was uh, truly, truly pleasing to me. I'm like, okay, all right, these guys all get it, right? Mm-hmm. We just we just got to make it work, and and I truly believe it will. I do too, and you know what? Here, I, I know a lot of times last last season how we kind of wrapped up most mass casts where you would give me a, a quote to guess who said it. And you know we'd go we'd go on that for a minute or two, but here I, I pulled yeah. up one for you to guess. Right. It ain't but three words, uh, but it was one of one of your old old friends that you raced against and a, a legend in the sport in his, his own right. Uh, his motto, according to every according to the Googles and the internets here, all right, this was his motto: "You gotta wanna." That's what it's. That's all. That's the entire quote. You gotta wanna. Um, I'm trying to think. Let me see if I can give you. He was definitely. 
around your time, and he was uh, well, he was older. Let's put it that way. He was definitely older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know one guy that said something real similar to that. And that was Waylon Jennings. Okay. Uh, it was a real similar quote to that. It wasn't exactly like that, but you gotta wanna, you gotta wanna. God, good God, Ricky. I know. I'm not. Uh, right, hang on. Let's see. Uh, all right, I'm gonna read for right, right from the article here. Let's see. Aside from being blessed with a memorable name, blank, created his own marketability by racing constantly and winning. It took hard work, dedication, and desire. His motto, you got to want to. Memorable name. He was blessed with a uh, memorable name. Allison Petty. I mean, Pearson. Oh, man. Nah, see. There's so so many. There's so many. It was your old pal, may he rest in peace, Dick Trickle. Oh, you, you gotta man. wanna, yeah, you gotta wanna. I just, by Rick, the way, I just saw his his uh, his widow, his I believe, wife, passed yeah, away the other his day. His wife died this other day, man. Dick, golly, I called him Trick. He, you know, he was like a legend, dude. He when he came in our sport, I mean, everybody knew who Dick Trickle was, and you know, guys like Mark and Rusty, they raced against him. But all of us Southerners, we never raced against Dick much and didn't know him. But man, when he came into sport, I we kind of befriended each other, you know. And he just become a he become a a, a dear friend of mine, and he was. He was just, man, he was just solid gold. He was just solid, solid yeah. person, solid-ass racer, hard, hard-ass racer, and so much talent, and, and just as good a person as you ever met in your life. Uh, I may have told this story on MassCast one time. I don't know, but we were at Charlotte Motor Speedway one time for the World 600 week. You know, you're, you're down around there, and, of course, I'm down there staying in the motorhome, and everybody else lives there. And Trick comes up to me one time in the garage, and he says, Rick, what are you doing see him? I said, I don't know, Trick. Well, he said, I don't I got something at the house I want to show you. I said, what's that? He said, no, nah, I want you. He said, I want to show you. Can you come? I said, yeah, I'll come over there. So he was all excited, man. He had something neat he was going to show me, right? So anyhow, the practice was over, and I loaded up. And I drove up here to his house, and there he was. He come out. He said, man, you ain't going to believe this. I won one of these my whole life, you know, and I finally was able to get one. He said, this thing. He just went on and on and on. I'm sitting there thinking, what in the hell has Trick got? Has he got the most expensive 30s hot rod you know that's what i'm thinking he's got him a hot rod right or a show car one of those type deals that you see on barrett jackson and all he's done got him a couple hundred thousand dollar car or something or something i don't know whatever it was he was he was excited so we walked over to one of his sheds there and opened up the shed he said there it is and i looked and i said i'm looking around for a car and i said what he says right there well it was a damn john deere green john deere leaf blower they pulled, <laughs> pulled behind his lawnmower i mean it was a great big old vacuum thing right it was a good size it was a nice one i said is this it he said yeah and he went to tell me all about it excited and how much he paid for it and he could he showed me out there in his lawn where he could he could suck his leaves up and he wouldn't have to rake and do this that and other and i'm sitting there thinking this is why i love dick trickle right <laughs> i mean just as basic as you can get and uh it was, it was cool, but there's so many of those guys that fell into that same dr- dr- yeah. trickle mode, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I just, I, I was looking through quotes that we could kind of end today with, and then that one jumped out at me because I just, I, I think we, we're looking at, you know, the future of the sport and where we're headed, and, you know, we're starting the, the work on getting there now, I feel like, and it's like everybody involved, you got to want to. You got to want to do it. You got to want to, like, we all got to want to work together to kind of to, to focus on the good things that we got going and the good things that are coming and making things better and progressively bigger and better as, as we go along. And if we kind of maintain that that positive attitude and that, that, that kind of that dick trickle attitude of hard work and, and, you know, constantly going after it, then I think we as a uh, fan base and as a sport will will be okay. 
I totally agree. All right. Well, hey, that's we're Mass Cast. We're back. Thank you all for all your tweets. I'm at Ricky Mast. He's at Rick Mast 22. And uh, we're, what did I always say last last season? Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. We'll be back next week. That's it. All right. That's well, it. All right. We'll so don't be saying that. Don't be saying well, that. If you're not going to be able to put it together. Right. We'll put it together. We're going to put it together. We're going to put it together. We got it. We're going to. Of course, we're going to have to dissect the Daytona 500. There's uh, no that's doubt. Right. We're going to dissect it. And once, a lot of a lot of interesting stuff coming up here in the next few weeks. That's right. A lot of interesting stuff. And once Reese Cups calls and uh, sponsors us, then we have to show up every week by contract. Well, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, equate you equate the mass cast with Reese Cups. Do not take it away from the people. You cannot take it away from the people. Amen. 